Hello, bald buddies, and welcome back to A Bald Opinion for one of our super special short episodes where we ask the question, what are we watching? What are we playing? Who are we watching? Who are we playing? And with me is the player watcher himself, Goodney. Hello, Goodney. Ever watching, ever playing. Uh, Hello, Neil. How's it going? Yes, fine. Can't complain. Just playing and watching. Yeah. Just play. Yeah. You know, you, I'm, yeah. Sh- I'm sure you can. I'm uh, sure you can. We take it in turns. You play, I watch. You watch me mm-hmm. play. Um, it's all a little <laughs> sordid affair that we have. Mm. Um, thank goodness this is audio on only. I just got that out eventually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we just take a little time out of our busy, busy schedule to check in with our listeners, say hello, let you guys know what we've been watching, what we've been playing. Um, some stuff mainly from the what are, what are we watching beyond the realms of video games because if the question is what are we watching and it's in the realm of video game adaptations the chances are crap is the answer that's what we've been watching <laughs> utter utter crap so here's an opportunity for us to mention something we've watched that we've liked and that we would recommend or in my case not necessarily recommend for convoluted reasons so, Goodney, let's mm. start with you. Mm. What, okay. What are, what are you watching? Well, so I've been in a pirate mood recently for some reason. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to be, but it just sort of uh, ended up that way. So I've been watching two things on Netflix, both uh, pirate-related. So first of all, I watched the, the live-action One Piece series. Now, I didn't know anything about One Piece. Uh, all I knew is what, that it was like 300 episodes or books or whatever it's been going on for 30 or 40 years and it i don't know if it's even over yet uh and it never sort of appealed to me because it's so like everybody's got these massive smiles and everything's so like ah! and everybody's screaming all the time but then i watched the series and you know what <laughs> this live action thing is the first good live action anime that i've ever encountered because i i was there neil i was there <laughs> in 2015 at a cinema premiere of the Attack on Titan live-action feature film, no, which was Avatar. horrifying. You mean Avatar Airbender? <laughs> Airbender. That was also horrible. Oh, I was right, there. No. Oh, okay, so you 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 were on no, the no. front line for Attack Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. Yeah, yeah I was there. I was there in a room full of people. Like there was a girl who cosplayed and everything, and the was disappointment. She, was she just and like, shock. Was she just naked, kind of like? running around in that weird round (laughs) (laughs) no she was she's wearing like one of the one of the people outfits so with like the sword stuff at the sides and all that i made neil watch uh the beginning of attack on titan at some point i liked it yeah it's it's cool right i liked it it's just (sighs) anime can be a bit tiresome after a while when you realize you've watched a 20 (laughs) episode a 20 episode a 20 minute episode about something that takes like five minutes yeah. It's like somebody's yeah. standing there and everybody gets an internal monologue. Time is abstract. Yes. I, I would say the, the One Piece thing, it's completely ridiculous. And in a way, a lot of it's pretty stupid. But there's something about the unapologetic mm-hmm. um, joy of storytelling. Of just like, it feels yeah. like a child, an excited child is telling me a pirate story where just anything goes. There are samurai, there are clown pirates there are so many pirates Mm. and there's like such such a clear goal of like a pirate lord is captured and killed by the authorities in front of a a thousand people but before they kill him he announces to everyone i've hidden my treasure the one piece and whoever finds it is the new king of the pirates Mm -hmm. and that just sets off everything 
and it's such a clear, nice, like yeah. goal. And yeah, I, I, and the fighting in this show is incredible. Re- so I really, yeah, I really enjoy it. Ready Player One Piece. <laughs> don't, don't, don't taint that. <laughs> it's a similar. So that, that was my that was my first thing because I got two things that I've been watching. What have uh, you been watching? Um, so I suppose first things first. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon. Let's just get mm-hmm. out of the way. I am elitist. I am fancy, and I am better than you. Um, <laughs> I went to the cinema to see Martin Scorsese's latest. It is a three and a half hour sort of epic about um, a really like heinous crime that took place in the early 20th century where in a town of affluent First Nation uh, tribe called the Osage people, that they had uh, discovered oil and were given lots of money from the government, basically. So a bunch of white people kind of moved in to try to exploit them. Um, and part of that is um, kind of like the systematic murder ring of this tribe so the white man can get closer and closer to complete ownership of the of the money. Um, mm-hmm. It's very long. It's not exactly like exciting. It's dramatic, but it's not fast paced or sort of, there's no set pieces and things like that. Um, I think if you didn't like The Irishman, you you're in a similar sort of storytelling ballpark here where it's he's taking his time to tell this story and he tells it in a way that's kind of like quite depressing because it's a depressing subject mm-hmm. um but i i thought it was, i thought yeah i thought it was great but this is what i was meaning earlier i wouldn't recommend it mm-hmm. and because i have a self-imposed rule which was learned in the the most humbling way where I suggested to a friend that we watch Con Air thinking he would love it. And then he didn't. He didn't. (laughs) And I have been burnt from that ever since. So if a film is over two hours, you know, I rarely would say, oh, definitely go watch it because it's a bit of a commitment. So this is three and a half hours, Goodney. You could watch like Phone Birth. Yeah. One and uh, two. Twice and a half. Yeah. Twice, twice and a half. Well, not quite a half, but yeah. So it's it's a commitment, but it's a it's it's masterfully told. I mean, you're mm. watching great people just be really good at their job, but being terrible people. Mm. Um, yeah. So that that's what I watched. That's what I liked. Okay. Would I recommend it only if you're as fancy as me. Yeah, but to be fair with the Con Air thing, that's like offering someone chocolate, you know, because most people would like chocolate because yeah. chocolate yeah. is good, but you'll find yeah. one person who doesn't for some reason like what, chocolate. So what didn't help was there was other people there and one of the guys was just like, he, for some reason, really didn't want to watch Con Air. So he kept torpedoing it again uh, and again and again. This, yeah, no, you've, you've, you've had a very unusual, uh, experience <laughs> that, experience. that, yeah, yeah, no, this is terrible because yeah. usually yeah. everybody's just like, you know, rocking out to, to the soundtrack and everything. So <laughs> the great soundtrack call. to Con Air, by the way, everybody, <laughs> it's incredible. everybody do yourself a favor and go listen to it on Spotify. I regularly do. It's so good. <laughs> the other thing I've been watching, which is also a pirate thing was our flag means death. 
Okay. Which is a series uh, produced uh, by Taika Waititi. It stars Riz Darby, uh, who I first uh, noticed in the Flight of the Concord series as Murray the Agent, who is freaking hilarious. And he plays a, like a, a rich guy who decides to become a pirate, leaves everything behind and goes and becomes a pirate. But he is so nice and so lovely and doesn't know the first thing about being a pirate that he keeps like running into trouble and he has a pirate crew of all these kind of ruffians uh some of them are familiar faces uh and then there's taika waititi uh, better than he's ever been before uh and looks cooler than he's ever looked before and i and i've known about this series for a while season two is about to drop now uh in the uk and i'm, I'm dying to see it but at the start i was like okay it is like enjoyable and a little bit funny you know mm-hmm but then it just got really good, <laughs> like as you continued, and it just—it's this really um, inclusive, funny, heartfelt, sincere gay pirate story, which is also really violent and and grotesque, and so it ticked a lot of boxes for me. So, in a surprising turn of events, mm-hmm. I will sincerely recommend "Our Flag Means Death" for some historical uh, hilarity and some nastiness fair enough both of those are things that are kind of on my list because i i do like piratey things and Mm. and i have heard good things about both so i will maybe check them out because i want to not because you told me to they are as different Uh, as you could possibly get with the same source material you know like a pirate thing these are yeah branching paths yeah have Um, you been watching anything else at my age, Goodney, I forget what I watch. So films, mm. I've watched a bunch of films, but I cannot remember what they are. I went through a phase <laughs> of where for a week I was making sure that I decided I was just going to watch things that I'd seen before and that I liked. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd watched, basically watched like a bunch of Michael Mann because he's like my favorite director. And like uh, for a couple of days, I would talk to anybody who would listen about The Insider, which is this amazing film. Uh, where it's a really corporate story told very cinematically. Um, and it's Russell Crowe, Al Pacino. It's fantastic. But I'm cheating. So I've kind of said two things, but I'm going to, this is my second thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, you know, I'll lower myself into the world of TV. Mm-hmm. I binged, I was, I was sick a couple of weeks ago. I um, have to say that because I took a couple of days off work. So I was very <laughs> sick and I binged. In my sixth state, uh, Girls Five Ever. What? And it was really good. Um, it's a it's a few years old now. Um, and I think the first two seasons are on Netflix. It's about a girl band from like the 90s, like a, a fake girl pop band from the 90s who split up in the early 2000s. And then through... Uh, a rapper samples one of their songs and then they get invited onto the Jimmy Fallon show to do a, to do it on stage with the with the rapper mm. and from that it kind of like kickstarts this whole thing of like will they get back together do a reunion tour do an album um and it's it's produced by Tina Fey it has a bunch of like familiar faces and it's yes yeah, it's, it's funny it's really funny Mm-hmm. Um, and the songs are very catchy. It's kind of like pop star never stop stopping. Mm. Good. Um, okay. It's that sort of level where it's making fun of like the industry, but this has, it's got more of a story and it's got more heart 
mm-hmm. in it. Um, and yeah, and it's just about them trying to forge their own way after being exploited and things like that by producers and being demeaned because they were just seen as like airhead teen women. Mm-hmm. But the songs are the songs are very good. It's very funny. Um, and yeah, it's extremely watchable. I've never heard about this, but... Have you not? No, never. So it's called Girls 5 Ever. It's Girls on Netflix, good knee. Mm-hmm. You, you and the missus. I will, we will check it out. We get, will get, get, get cozy, get cuddled up on the sofa. Get cracking, yeah. Um, in terms of playing, I finally finished yeah. Elden Ring after months of playing. And uh, for everyone listening out there, I did uh, kill Melania finally as well. So there you go. Nice. Uh, photographic evidence of it. For uh, any repeated listeners, um, did you complete it by playing a saxophone? Uh, yes. <laughs> you made a wild you made a wild claim on an episode earlier <laughs> that that you saw somebody playing Elden Ring with a saxophone. <laughs> it, it I think it was either a saxophone or like a flute or something. One of those instruments that you can connect to, like via okay, something yeah. to to your PlayStation. So yeah. Um, yeah, the thing that I've been playing now, I, I went and, as a palate cleanser, went and played Bro, uh, Bro Force, which okay, yeah. uh, you have been recommending for years, yep. uh, which is uh, very funny and exactly what it says on the tin, just very basic, loads of shooting, mm-hmm. very funny. Uh, but what I've been playing now... Like me, like me. I'm yeah, basic and but, very funny. <laughs> uh, but now I, I, I went through my playstation and i was kind of like, okay what do i have what do i have mm-hmm. installed like what do i have downloaded and installed that i've yet to play uh and it was the resident evil one remake and okay. i texted you about it because i was i was uh crapping my pants uh playing it mm-hmm. and the it, it like it's a great 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 game and it originally came out for the the gamecube i think and then it got ported uh you know this way and that and it's just like because i played the first game ages ago Mm-hmm. which looks kind of like crap now but this one came out i think 10 years later and looks phenomenal and is like the blueprint for how you should do a remake because it's it's better than the original it looks better it controls mm-hmm. better but it still has all the elements that made the first one good and it is so scary <laughs> for the first I would say the first half of it is extremely scary and then you get sort of familiar with the controls mm-hmm. and the and the house and the creatures, and you get more powerful weapons, and then like, do it kind of goes down in scariness. Unfortunately, I don't like being scared, but I was yeah. really disappointed when it stopped being scary. If yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. Like when I went to see Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. As we covered earlier, I went not wanting it to be scary, but then disappointed when it wasn't scary. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And I would. I mean, I would I would pay to see you play this game, but I would also just recommend this to anyone because, like, it's so like genius the way they use sounds and the way they have these forced camera angles, and they mm-hmm. they they keep putting them in these very interesting places under a table. The camera's under a table or up in the ceiling, yeah. looking straight down at you. Sometimes you come through a door, and like the angle you just get is like right in your own face, and then you just hear something like munching, and you just think, mm-hmm. like, what the. What is it? What is yes. it? What is yeah, here? Yeah. I don't want to go yeah. forward because it'll, you know, jump out at me. Yeah. It is phenomenal. It is so uncomfortable and and just yeah, phenomenal game. And also, what I kept thinking was, how like if you compare this to the films, mm-hmm. like a proper Resident Evil film would be set like this one in the in the late nineties 
in some yeah. creepy mansion with tight corridors, horrifying monsters, uh, but mostly zombies, mostly yeah. zombies, because they're so yeah. uncomfortable. So yeah, and, I would highly recommend and And filmmaking craft. So, <laughs> yeah, thank so, I mean, it's... It, it, it's a thing that's come up in discussion online because of the Metal Gear Solid um, remakes and mm-hmm. remasters that are coming out. Because uh, there's one that has notorious for having like this green haze on it. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I saw it. I saw, like a, I saw that changed it. Yeah, because of a graphic thing, basically. Mm-hmm. And then they've updated it and got rid of that. And mm-hmm. people were talking about, you know, how much of that artistic look has been lost in a lot of remakes because you know the makers some makers will look at it and say that was a limitation mm-hmm. so we need to get rid of it whereas actually a lot of it is whether it's just because we played it like that it and we forgive it but it's also a lot to do with just the style and the artistry of it so like the fog in silent, silent hill, hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and then the fixed camera angles in resident evil um from what i've seen in and played i've not played that much but um if at all but it's very much the same as like any horror movie that uses like i can't remember is it like negative space is that what they call it i remember Mm. when i was studying they talked about alien being an example of this i always just thought they meant like actual space but but yeah that that confinedness and then the camera sort of accentuating that and that's what Resident Evil does, but not the films, not the films at all. No, um, not the films at all. No, there's no, there's no thought or craft going into it. Um, <laughs> Do you know what's not scary? <clears throat> a squad of people in the beginning of the film with just a bunch of heavy, mach- like heavy weapons yeah. going into a place. That's not scary. What's scary here's is que- you're in a mansion and you have no idea what the hell's going on. Yeah. Here's a question about mm-hmm. the remake. Yeah. Jill Sandwich. Yes or no? There is a version of it. Yes. He says, he says like, because uh, I got him to save me because I, I played as Jill and you have to do a certain thing for yeah. him to save you. And he says something like, you know, ah, a moment later and you would have fit right into a sandwich. And I'm like, you coward. You coward. <laughs> <laughs> That's too close. You coward. You should have just said it. But the acting, yeah. the acting is better, but there's, a lo- there's loads of lines, especially towards the end that are just bad like badly delivered and badly written but the two amazing things that they do and i don't want to like i want to let you do your thing but um the first thing the first change that they made is that you kill zombies you leave the room you come back zombies still there lying on the ground and you Mm -hmm. go what the hell's going on here but everything else dies and just melts away and disappears when you when you kill them the zombies after a certain amount of time freaking come back as uh crimson heads which is like a red clawed zombie so you okay. never know when you enter a room and you have to backtrack quite a lot whether or not the mm-hmm. zombie is going to be up or not. And the only way to prevent him from doing that is to uh, burn the corpse. But right. like item management, you don't have endless, you know, kerosene and all that stuff. Anyway, mm-hmm. so that's phenomenal. And then they added another uh, villain, which is in Welcome to Raccoon City, this uh, lady with a bag on her head uh, who is called Lisa Trevor, who is kind of creeping around the place, who wasn't in the original game. And that is like incredibly creepy and and, and uncomfortable so yeah cool. if you haven't played this game like play this game yeah nice um for me the the two things that i've played most recently i have a third thing that i've not really started but it relates to one of them is going back to your pirate theme mm-hmm. and off the back of our assassin's creed episode black flag i yeah i took i took the plunge and i it was on sale so i bought it 
and played it, uh, Black Flag. And yeah, what what odd games the Assassin's Creed games are. <laughs> because you have, like, being a pirate is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I get how they sort of stumble across it in the previous game and then realize this is something. Let's go make a game of it. And I think I mentioned it before where it feels like they should have done what they did. They should have had the 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 foresight like they did with Prince of Persia where they were accidentally making Assassin's Creed mm-hmm. to realize this isn't a Prince of Persia game. So let's go make something else. Yeah. When you stumbled across the ship battles mm-hmm. in Assassin's Creed 3 or whatever it was, they should have identified this is for something that's not an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Because the stuff all around it is so repetitive and so boring and so dull. Like mm-hmm. the combat is is good to an extent, but once you're on like dry land, mm-hmm. the combat isn't as good because you can run away, you can hide, you can climb. When you're like taking over a, a ship and it's more confined, mm-hmm. uh, you have less room to run. Um, until you become overpowered, OP'd, so you can just like shoot loads of people and then run up and and you know what's required of you, so you can do it in seconds. Yeah. But the and the game itself, just with the whole, at some points it takes you out of it and you're walking first person around a modern facility, hacking into computers <laughs> and and things like that, and it's so tenuous, and even they aren't committed to it. Like they're not committed to it at all. Mm-hmm. Like the the conclusion of the of the pirate story isn't the conclusion of like the story story the story story and it's so unsatisfying and so kind of uh that yeah you just needed to get rid of all that and just let the game be a pirate game mm-hmm. um so yeah i liked it but i also there's bits of it i didn't like or that i would roll my eyes at um the other game that i played was prey which was really oh, good. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've um, played the first and really couple hours. Really cheap, really cheap as well. <laughs> yeah, it's always um, really cheap. Good atmospheric game set on like a space station that's been attacked by or overrun with these um, goo mimics. monsters. Yeah, mimic goo monsters, which means there's like a cool one of the cool gimmicks in it is the mimics, um, where you'll go into a room and like a cup could be an alien. Hmm. That's cool. And things like that. Yeah. And then it it gets, and it does get really quite difficult as the game goes on, because if you don't play it as well as I did, then <laughs> yeah, like resources become, like I didn't play it that well towards the end. So resources became very hard to come by um, and things like that. But, but yeah, it was good. Atmospheric. Um, I can see why maybe it didn't set the world ablaze like they thought it might, mm. but I, but I did enjoy it. Um, I, th- I do remember the opening being quite cool. I like that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The opening is very cool. The setting is very cool. The atmosphere is cool. The music soundtrack is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So the, the 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 quick mentions is I have downloaded Odyssey, mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, because it's the closest thing to a Roman Empire game you can get. And you but keep like you keep Greek thinking of, you keep thinking about the Roman Empire. Well, you can do a, you can, yeah, you can, you can do a Sparta kick. So that's cool. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, but immediately as I was playing, I was like, I don't like this combat. This combat feels weak. Um, but in more exciting news, 
a PS3 controller has literally just come through the door. So I'm going to be able to replay Max Payne 3. <laughs> Praise be. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've just uh, uh, found an, a, a used copy of, uh, so it's affordable, of uh, the PS5 game Resident Evil 4, uh, that remake that just came out. Is that, I was going to say, is that game of the year? I Resident don't Evil know 4. if it's game of the year. I'm sure the old game one, was one of, game one of, of the year. The, um, it is. One of the award ceremonies, it got PlayStation Game of the Year and on Xbox Starfield, apparently, got oh. Xbox Game of the Year. I'm out of the loop. Yeah. So I mean, all the yeah. all the all the Xbox bros were like, "Oh, look, you know, an Xbox exclusive got Xbox Game of the Year, but yeah, this cross-platform game <laughs> got it for the PlayStation because PlayStation's weak." <laughs> wow. So, um, so I'm very excited um, about that. Uh, I, yeah. I I love the original. So yeah. So yeah, here's, that's what we're watching. That's here, what we're playing. Here's here's a last bit for interactive moment from the listeners i neil want to hear i think we kind of covered it last year in the christmas special but in the run-up mm-hmm. to christmas guys give me a good christmas game is there a good christmas video game yeah we we talked about it in the christmas yeah, yeah. episode last so there are some out there but i want to hear from you guys give me a good christmas give me something that gives me that feel christmasy vibes does the first die hard count the game well it's it's uh that I don't know if there is a game explicitly about it, but there's the Die Hard trilogy. Yeah, yeah, game. I know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe. 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 Well, thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, go bald into the night. Uh, tell Neil what you are playing, what you're watching, and what to play for Christmas smooths. And support us on buymeacoffee.com slash a bald opinion, please. Thank you. Yes, and join us next time where we'll be back on track doing what we do whatever that is whatever that is yep until then guys stay safe and don't talk to strangers <laughs> <laughs>